Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buckshot. Oh my god, we're getting into the basis of this book. We're probably about, I'd have to say 55%, maybe even 60% through. And guys, we're on behavior number 7 today, which means, or which is, getting better. Guys, there are a lot of stories that I can actually use as, uh, as examples and whatnot. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to talk to you about an example from my life. I'm then going to talk to you about an example from another individual's life. And then I'm going to follow it up with someone who is completely or just counterfeits this behavior in general. So I remember the first time, man, I was teaching at this language center. And remember, this language center I brought up uh, on a number of occasions because, of course, I've, you know, I've said some very ugly things about that place. But it's because, again, what I had to go through, the racism and all that. And remember, I got this job when my mindset was still completely busted. It was broken. So it only makes sense to not carry a job for three years into 2018. So that's why I quit that job. And now my life has taken off like I, I could have never imagined, right? So, but that specific job that I got in the end of 2014, I remember they gave me a class and it was called TOEIC and I would teach it every Wednesday night. While I had another very, very bad job <laughs> back in 2014, guys, these were the days, right? And her name was Mo, beautiful student. She's getting ready to graduate. She was going to start working at some, um, I think it was an airport. And I had to teach her this test called TOEIC. And I'm like, well, I've never heard this test called TOEIC before. What is this about? And next thing you know, we went through everything. We went through, you know, basically the grammar sections of them. Now, with the listening and whatnot, she was able to handle it. But when it came to me explaining to her what the uh, okay the four answers are inspire inspired inspiring inspiration when it came to me trying to when I had to explain to her why it was that answer now of course me being a native speaker yes I understand I know why it's that answer but it's very diff it was very difficult at the time to teach someone that so again did she end up getting the TOEIC, store, uh, the TOEIC score desired at that specific moment, I'm not exactly sure. I then, after that, I started questioning a lot about me, my capabilities. And going into 2015, I started getting other TOEIC classes, and then that's when I made my first TOEIC video on YouTube, which has over 10,000 views, and people like watch it, oh my god, like a, an insane amount of hours every month. And I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm starting to understand now. If I keep making these videos, you know, maybe this will help more people. Now, I had no idea how to monetize. I didn't know anything about anything at that specific moment. However, if I did, boy, who knows where I would be right now. But anyways, it was that moment where I started questioning my capabilities. How can I get better? And with that, everything changed. See, when you ask the right questions, you will get the right answers. Instead of saying, I don't know this, say, how can I better understand this? And so that's what it comes down to. But see, unless we improve those capabilities, we're going to be inadequate to the challenge when it comes to teaching any of this. When it comes to teaching your friends, when it comes to your work, when it comes to position, whatever you are engaged in in your world. And you know what? In today's environment, because it's so competitive... It's going to be very, very obvious. It's kind of like what Gary Vee says. Guess what? You could wear the suit. You could wear this. You could wear that. But if you walk into a room 
with a uh, with this expensive watch and your slick haircut and you don't know what the hell you're talking about, you will be exposed. See, what does get better mean? It's, be- it's all based and predicated on the principles also known as, hey, you know what? Continuous improvement. The continuous improvement to change. That's what Jack Canfield wrote in his book, what, 13 years ago. You know, it's what the Japanese call Kaizen. And you know what this does? It builds up enormous trust. Can you imagine if a student goes home and they're like, oh my God, I understand this concept now. Thank you so much. They begin to trust me more. It's kind of like I built my trust up on my other podcasts through literally trial and error. I would go on my podcast and speak, 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 speak. And you know what? All my students would say, oh my God, thank you so much. You've helped me. You've helped me. You've helped me. You've helped me. And so it delivers trust. And it delivers results. So, yes, it all comes down to the four capabilities, which I've talked about on so many different occasions. But you know what? When we see people or when you see people learning, growing, renewing as a person or your organization as a learning, growing, renewing organization. See, we develop that confidence. We develop confidence in other people in our abilities to succeed in a rapidly changing environment such as today. See, enabling you to build high-trust relationships and move with incredible speed. That's what, that's, that's it right now. That's it right there. That's the essence. So, but we have to talk about its, oh, let's just say it's evil twin. See, the opposite of getting better is entropy, deterioration, becoming irrelevant. Guys, this is what has happened in the corporate world everywhere. No, I'm not talking about the garbage Wall Street fools. I'm talking about from 1995. Did Blockbuster get better? Did Walmart get better? Did GameStop get better? Did any retail shops get better? Are they losing in sales? Why are they losing in sales? Because they do not want to get better. They believe that that's just the way it is and that's the way it's always going to be. Blockbuster fell flat on its face, and Netflix has taken over. Oh, that could be another emergent landscape. Let's think, let's think about this now. You see Sandra Bullock? Do you see all these famous actors who are now getting Netflix gigs for an insane amount of money? So what's going to happen to the movie industry? Is everyone going to shift to Netflix? Netflix could be the next big thing. Maybe instead of making one movie, they could make... They could make a series of, let's say, six to ten in a short amount of time and make a hell of a lot more money for it. See, guys, this right here, this is how those people who are operating at a very, very high frequency, okay, let's, t- let's, let's call it the genius level. This is how they beat everyone out. This is how Amazon has bought out literally everyone. Remember, who was it that bought uh, Applebot Beats? I don't know why Applebot Beats. You can no longer buy Beats anywhere. Maybe you can. I'm not sure. But of course, Will I Am, Dr. Dre, they made an insane amount of money, $3 billion. But guess what? Apple is a trillion-dollar company right now. So who lost? Dre, everyone. However, if he did not take that offer at the time, would he have regretted? It's a good question because maybe they would have been bought out for much less. He said, you know what? Here, take them. I got three bill. I mean, the thing is, you're never going to buy out my voice. I wish somebody would say, hey, you know what, Arsenio, just to disappear here, I'm going to give you this. Guys, 
This is the environment we live in now. It's very exciting. It makes me, it, I'm so excited about what's happening and emerging in this landscape. But let me give you a story. I love my boy. I love my man, Nelson. Nelson and I, man, we worked together for the longest. He's my brother. He's my African warrior. He's everything to me. I love Nelson like I do my next breath. However, when I first started working at that language center, I remember Nelson had already been there three years. Now, Nelson, being a Ugandan, he is subjected to racial discrimination far beyond anything I've ever been through. They call him Ebola. They call him names. They deny him entry. They tell him to show them money at the airline saying, hey, we need proof that you have this amount. He's like, excuse me, why aren't you uh, asking anyone else? No, we just want you to do it. We want you to show us. This is the country we live in. I don't know if Nelson is terrified. I don't know if Nelson's terrified of having to get another visa. He says that, of course, being from Uganda, it's very difficult to get a visa in any neighboring country. They tell everyone to apply back in their native country. So he would have to go all the way back to Uganda to, of course, apply for a visa. When it comes to the 90-day trips, he tries not leaving the country so often because when he leaves the country or when he enters the, uh, enters the country, the immigration officer is blatantly racist and he holds his time right there for 20 minutes going through his stamps one by one by one because apparently all black people are bad. And so I don't know if this is what has scared the living hell out of him to not improve himself. But I've been asking, I've been asking myself, like, why does he still work at that place? Why doesn't he try improving? I mean, he's already beyond capable. He could do just about everything. Okay, how about you start doing something online? How about you do something? I, you know what I mean? I just, because I used to, I was that complacent. And that complacent bred discontent. I didn't give a damn about any of my students out there anymore. I wanted to get the hell out of there. And that's exactly what I did. And it renewed my passion every day. As little as I make at one place, that's why, uh, that's why I work there on a very, very minimal base, uh, basis and whatnot. But I still deliver results for the majority of my students. Well, actually for all my students. However, Nelson doesn't. And this is what really, really hurts me. Because it, it hurts to see me him not living to that true that trueness of him based on the 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 toxic and the cancerous environment he's in and so it just always makes me question why is he still there why isn't he getting better why isn't he you know making money work for him why isn't he looking into other different outlets in terms of different opportunities now i get it man I was there. They turned me away from 150 jobs out here in Thailand for being black. But guess what? I now, and the I'm the main trainer at the most popular bank in this country. And guess what? Just two days ago, the second most popular bank in this country, which I've envisioned myself over the last four years working at because it was such a gorgeous location and headquarters, is now on my doorstep. I, I'm going in there to, of course, present to them a workshop. So, I mean, I make no my vitamin. And so a lot of you, that deterioration, that entropy, it could come because the society or things or just that constant no, 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 no. 
who was the guy? I just saw um, on Goldcast. It was an African-American guy by the name of Simon T. Something. And he said, by the age of 11, we will have heard the word no 150,000 times. And yes, 5,000 times. Can you imagine what that does to a child? Over, the, over that span of 11 years. Kind of scary, huh? So moving on from Nelson, I'm going to top this one off with joy. Get Better has two common counterfeits. The first is represented by the internal student, the person who is always learning but never producing. And then another one was something that I was just like, eh, bleh, who cares? Always learning but never producing. This is a friend that I had. I don't really consider it. She's like an acquaintance now. I really don't speak to her much. But her name was Joy. Lived out there in Australia. And you know what? She read three, Think and Grow Rich. Um, she, I, I, I just, I don't really know. But what her main focus is, she's like love-centered, what Stephen Covey would say. She's so focused on someone else being there to make her whole. And I'm like, what about your life? What are you doing? You've done how many different certificates? Do you want to do this for the rest of your life? She's already eclipsed 40. I tried. But you know what, guys? It's not our goal to help people. If they ask for help, you help them. But remember, I tried helping my family. Now I no longer speak to my family. I tried helping my brother 12 years ago. We almost got in a fight because apparently he knows better. My mom asked me one time. She was like, do you believe in the secret? This was probably about six years ago. I was like, mom, how do you think I got to Australia? How do you think I got there? Yes, when the opportunity arrived, yes, these voices started coming. Not real voices. I'm just saying, like hypothetically speaking. Um, I hurry up and launched myself over the Pacific straight into Brisbane and then straight into Melbourne. Or I'm sorry, Sydney at the very beginning. Changed my life forever. So the thing is, when, when it comes to Joy, she's the eternal student. If you read Think and Grow Rich, your life should have changed. I'm listening to the, uh, what is it? Rich dad, poor dad. My life is changing significantly. And so when we look at these things and we look at from retrospect, what's happening around our environment. Listen, if you read a book and there's no action, you lose. You've just wasted your time. There's another guy by the name of John. I think it was teacher John. Now an abusive drinker, um, a compulsive drinker at that. Irish guy, very, very charismatic, but he said some really, really weird things that pertain to women under the age of 16 that kind of scared the hell out of me. And of course, this is what Thailand accepts. As long as you are a specific color, you're good. Trust me. I've seen it for six years. But John, he went from Korea to Thailand. He said he would drink every night in Korea and bought, throw his money away. Came to Thailand, and I remember some of the students would say, hey, can you teach us grammar? He's like, oh, I don't teach grammar. You don't teach grammar? You just – you literally put so much dis, distrust. Like their bank account is overdrawn. You're finished. Yes, everyone can teach grammar. You never tell someone, oh, I can't teach grammar. You're going to say, mm, you know what? Let me find out about that if you really don't know the answer. And so John shot himself in the foot so many different times. But John, one day I remember going into the teacher's room and there it was. Dale Carnegie's How to Stop Wearing and Stop, Start Living. It was on the bulletin board, but it was taken down probably a, year, uh, a week later because, <sighs> because teachers, they want to complain. They love complaining. So someone took that down of the older community, obviously the baby boomers, obviously the, tox the most toxic human beings there. 
But he read it, read all the way through it. Then he just said, oh, that was a, that was a good book. And I'm like, did you use any of that? Because the next time, the last time I saw him, I was taking a minivan ride. This is probably about two years ago. Um, and man, well, maybe just over a year or something like that. I can't remember. No, I had to be. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely over a year. Prob- who knows? Maybe January of last year. But he was still t- he was still worrying. And it sounded like he didn't change whatsoever. See, when you become a student and you put nothing action and, and it's, there's no action behind it, what's the point? What's the point of reading all these books? What's the point of listening to me if you're not going to become a student on the other end? Guys, these are some things that you're going to have to ask yourself. Those are my three. Those are the three stories I told you I had. Plus a couple of things that are written up, of course, on the blog, which will be available probably within the next five hours or whatnot. But think about it. I want you guys to just ponder about it. If you get better at what you do, what could possibly happen? That's the right question. How can I get better at what I do? In there is a, literally a treasure a treasure chest of opportunities. So with that being said, guys, have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual, getting into the second part tomorrow. Over and out.